Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you have a you have a bit of a balance depending on how fast you are. If we remember Lewis Hamilton a couple of years ago, Mercedes thought they were very quick, so they went for a high downforce setup and they qualified at the front. And then I can't remember what happened, but Lewis had ended up back in the pack. And this was when uh, it was when Gasly won the race. Oh my and God, yeah. um, I think it was Gasly, I can't remember. But either way, Lewis couldn't overtake anybody because they had too much downforce because they expected to be at the front. So this might be an interesting one for, for, for Stafford and Red Bull. Okay, he's probably going to qualify on pole. But if something does happen, he ends up back in the pack. If they've gone for that high downforce option, it's going to be very, very difficult for him to come through. Hello and welcome back to the On Track GP podcast, where, of course, I am joined, as always, by the man who has more interesting stories than a goat that's been into space. <laughs> it's Richard Bradley. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. I'm uh, recovering from seeing McFly last night yeah, at the I... uh, Silverstone Festival. Yeah, which is like... Uh... Bit of a part. I think people forget how many good songs McFly had. I, I honestly, I, I never liked McFly uh, before. I saw I saw them yesterday, and I, they were really, really good. I'm quite jealous, actually. Yeah, they Can't were lie. they were they were probably in the top five bands I've ever seen. Wow, without, I'm not even joking there. Silver, Silverstone's <laughs> amazing because they always put on such a show alongside. They do, their and events, they do. They? Yeah, they're doing it this year. Obviously, we've already spoken about the Grand Prix ones, but MotoGP. They had like Razor Light, Chase and Status uh, this yeah, weekend. Crazy. They had Sugar Babes, McFly, uh, Rick Astley, ABC. Rick Astley. <laughs> Yeah, Let's go. Uh, well, good. But you're 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 here. You're focused. You're ready to go. Yeah, go. No hangover. No, no hangover. Surprisingly, oh, surprisingly, uh, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like post F1 weekend. That was uh, that was a struggle. <laughs> that, that, that podcast you were sleeping. Um, but look, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the Dutch Grand Prix. I mean, for me, that is probably the race of the season i was i i thought it was an excellent race and you know i going into zandvoort you you know it's a, it's quite a small circuit and overtaking is not that uh, not that possible but obviously throwing a bit of weather a couple of stories you know with drivers like liam lawson and all of that and yeah we got we had a great race well the racing gods the uh the weather gods and the racing gods they merged together and gave us something absolutely beautiful and as you say it was the weather just completely yeah. made that race so fascinating. It was just, even though we had a, a quite a long red flag, which we'll, we'll talk a bit about actually, because mm. I want your opinion on something with that later. But 
apart from that little sort of gap, where half an hour or 40 minutes where we weren't racing, it was non-stop action. Absolutely. It was so good. Absolutely. And, you know, it's... And also the other thing which I was fairly amazed at was obviously you actually see it on TV how tight the Zandvoort pit lane is. It's by far the smallest pit lane in the season. And obviously having to do all, all, all those pit stops. Red Bull did eight stops yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, and to think nothing actually went wrong, it's pretty... It's kudos to the teams in that situation. Yeah. Well, actually, let's start there. Let's start mm. with that because that very thin uh, pit lane may mm. well have been a factor in well let me take you back all right the race starts here we go and bang i've never seen so, it's like someone poured a giant bucket over the track it just started chucking it down and all the drivers uh almost everybody's on softs i think maybe just lewis hamilton was on mediums mm. um everyone's on slicks and in that much rain forget it right yeah it's impossible ab to absolutely it's it's uh, it's literally impossible it gets to the point where you can't even drive a car in a straight line eventually um so the ones uh, there was some really re the thing which I found incredible about it though was some of the strategy decisions were so blindingly obvious and then you saw some of the mistakes that Mercedes made okay Williams uh, braved it out and it, it worked quite well in the end for Albon and mm. stuff but it was amazing how you know it, it, the people had, would think it was critical thinking at its best I mean we, we all laugh at Ferrari because of the Charles Leclerc thing he probably only made that call three four seconds before and yeah. obviously the tires are in blankets and they're at the back of the garage yeah. no one's expecting it and you know Ferrari weren't the only ones who didn't have the tires ready but the thing is had Ferrari stayed out and you know they would have lost way more than they lost having to get the tires ready oh man 100% I mean you saw the amount of time that and, and this is, you know, a, a kudos to Red Bull and, to, and particularly to mm. Perez. He went, get me on that intermediate as soon as possible. And the amount of time, I mean, there was a point where he was like 14, 15 seconds ahead of Joe in, in second place. It was yeah. un unbelievable how much time he was making up. And yet we saw the likes of McLaren and Mercedes. And I'm going to come back to the pit mm. lane in a minute. You'll see this will all come around. But Mercedes and, uh, and McLaren decided to go, no, we're going to brave it and stay out and go long. And, 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 I just can't get my head around either, why you would do that. Yeah, I mean, you either have to go one extreme or the other. So Williams braved it out completely and decided not to make the stop at all with Albon. And Albon, in the end, started to get some rewards for it. Was the wrong decision if you actually look at the time he lost. Mm. But they went one direction. Whereas Mercedes and, uh, you know, especially, they just kind of went, ooh, uh, and then they bailed on the gamble that they were taking. So they were going to be screwed either way. Yeah, 100%. It was disastrous. One of the things I thought was like, so the, we had the first section of people come mm. in, maybe six or seven cars, Perez leading the way, particularly yeah. with that. The <clears> other <throat> guys stayed out and did another lap. And then the, for the let's go to Max, for example, next mm. went, right, get me on the intermediate. So lap one, people get in, put the intermediates on. Second lap, mm. pretty much everybody else goes, right, come on, let's yeah, do it. Bell. The thing with the, the small pit lane is maybe there's an element of, right, we we know we may, might get caught not being able to come out because the pit mm. lane's so small. It's not one of the pit lanes where you can drive two cars next to each other. It's so tight. Is there an element of like maybe traffic, people being, well, yeah. right, let's have one car in and then wait for the bit of the traffic to go? You do think about that. The other thing with Zandvoort as well is it's quite a short lap. So, mm, and obviously the pit lane itself is very, very small. So the actual delta that you lose in the pit lane versus a pit lane at say Monza where the next mm. race is, is actually very, very small. Yeah. So people would be actually more tempted to box than not. But obviously when the rain comes down like that, you know, it, 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 I was amazed that we didn't have more accidents at the, in that first phase of the race. Yeah, I mean, I mean, every, everyone, pretty much everyone pitted within two or three laps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's, you, you touched on it briefly. 
that Ferrari. I think there's a, there's an element where actually Ferrari got a bit unlucky because the camera just happened to be on them yeah, at the moment where they had no tires. A lot of teams, a lot of teams had no tires ready. It's just yeah. it's just because we come to expect it from Ferrari. I yeah. think Karen Chandock said it best. He said like, oh, how many times have we seen this? And he's completely right. Yeah. But you know, Leclerc probably made that call a couple of seconds before and no one was expecting it yeah. or, or ready for it, you know. And bear in mind that, as I said, tyres are in blankets and they're getting prepped and everything. You have a tyre a tire department who are managing the tyre, mm -hmm. managing the air inside the tyre, the humidity inside the tyre, and they're looking after them and it takes time to get things ready. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I feel sorry for Ferrari because it was literally just a case that the camera actually happened to be on them. But you saw many teams had the same problem. I think there's also an element of, like, uh, teams getting potentially too caught up in data because mm. for me as a fan I look oh my god it started chucking it down let's get the the, the inters yeah. or the wets <laughs> ready right but they're so focused on the data in front it was almost like it's like such a basic call to think we're probably going to put these tires on in a minute we should get them at least prepared and ready yeah. but it's like they've sort of oh, oh oh my god he's here where are the tires ah! yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's almost like they overcomplicate things too much by relying <laughs> yeah, on their right. systems and sometimes you just need to remember that probably your biggest aid is your eyes and you probably need to just go like that and yeah. I mean I had a race I had a race in, uh, in Austin in the World Endurance Championship in 2014 and, uh, and I was leading and I said to my engineer on the radio there was this huge black cloud I mean it was monumental and I said guys make sure that the uh, the inters and wets are ready and be prepared to change the strategy and uh, in Austin the pit lane was facing the other, the other direction and so uh, they said oh we haven't got anything on the radar I said trust me it's coming they said no 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 we're sticking to our plan oh. I went guys I have eyes there's a big cloud. It's coming our way. It's going to rain. And guess what happened two laps later? Rain? to red flag the race because there was that much rain. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it wasn't on the radar at all. You know? That's it. Sometimes I just think like your instincts are going to be as exactly. good, if not better than the dates, particularly when it's when it's literally on your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like at the end, you know, when you saw we, we saw the shot of the uh, of the cloud burst literally coming across the North yeah. Sea, you know, approaching Holland. And you know it's going to rain it's then, like boys. Some sort of like <laughs> out of some sort of like Disney film yeah. or something like that. Actually, comedy weather coming yeah. in. It was so exactly. clear. Uh, I mean, another big, big, big headline is not only did he win, mm. but Max Verstappen has equaled Sebastian Vettel's record of nine races in a row. I mean, what yeah. he's doing is exceptional. I thought Max was excellent yesterday. I thought he was incredibly mature in some very, very difficult situations. He was incredibly calm on the radio the whole time. Yeah. Um, and he played a blinder, to be honest. He he didn't panic when the rain came at the beginning of the race. Uh, he managed the situation. At one point, he caught Perez, I think, seven seconds in three laps. Oh, man. And that the, was that phase, which was just like, oh, wow. That was... that. I mean, if that doesn't show how much of a class yeah. above Perez he is, what does? I think Perez was quite lucky that the race was so exciting and we're not talking about that more because that was just something else. Uh, um, mate, I mean, it's in... That is, for me, is indefensible for yeah. Sergio Perez. He was chopping him, like, literally three <laughs> exactly. seconds a lap. And by the way, it's like... The the second shortest <laughs> lap that we have exactly it's, i couldn't believe how i mean he just it was just so yeah. easy so easy he's a class of he's a complete class above but i think the other thing as well was that you know at the end of the race when he had alonso behind him and you know alonso was always going to have to go 100 percent attack mm -hmm. and you saw at the beginning max was struggling even compared to perez on pace but he just took his time felt the conditions worked out where the water was didn't panic and then when he was comfortable he went okay boys see you later i think there's it comes with winning so much mm. you just trust yourself and he obviously knows the car yeah. incredibly well he's a he's an unbelievable driver in every single type of condition 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is he going to do it next week and break the record and do 10 in a row at Monza? No, I'm pretty sure he will. I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, to be honest, how fast the Red Bulls were in Spa, and Spa, you know, it's it's the one you would call most similar to Monza on paper, even though they're very different. But in terms of like aerodynamics and the philosophy behind the car, normally the teams develop a special package, which they have at Monza and uh, and Spa. Uh, Okay, there's difference in terms of downforce, obviously, but they're quite similar. Mm. And he was just so fast there. I'm, I'm sure he will. And we're going to get into Monza in a bit, mm. but let's stick with the Dutch GP uh, for now. You mentioned Fernando Alonso there, back on the podium. First one since Canada. Uh, I think he got driver of the day as well. An unbelievable driver. I, I thought he was incredible yesterday. When you look how much faster he was than Stroll, you know, he, oh. was, he was excellent Does yesterday. that say much, though? Well, when it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when it's that much faster, yeah. you know. I mean, it wasn't like a little bit. It was monumentally faster. It was his race craft yeah, for me as well that was, that was so good. And like, they say that like, oh, you know, as you get older, the, it's the reactions that go. It, 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 <laughs> it didn't seem like that. He's getting better. <laughs> I thought, the dude's 43 now. Like, Do you know what I thought was incredibly clever about Alonso was on the restart it, uh, uh, of... Uh, at the end of the race mm. it looked like Max had got the big jump on him at the safety car but what Alonso did was he just went slow into the penultimate corner so that he got a fast exit yeah. so he, he actually played a blinder there and all of a sudden he actually got a decent run yeah. into Verstappen into turn one I thought oh he's going to have a go here 100% you know, and, and, and it's, it is it's all of that the knowledge exactly. of driving for how many years he's been driving 20 oh, in F1 yeah he was uh, his first year was 2001 you know so 22 years. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that is just insane, man. Yeah. Um, and really good to see. Yeah. But very, very quickly on, on Lance Stroll, how much longer can can they keep him realistically? Well, I think I saw something saying he wanted to go play tennis the other day. <laughs> which yeah, is, uh... Matisse and Abby were talking about that last week on this. I, I mean, that's just, go. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, go and enjoy. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's a tricky one, to be honest. But I think he's really, now he's up against one of the really all-time great considerations he's actually he's actually being shown up a little bit um yeah and um and to be honest you you do have to wonder how much longer they're going to put up with it because for for me put albon in that seat yeah exactly imagine albon in that aston martin exactly oh and there's 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 many others as well who who are showing it and you know it's not like we've seen the occasional sign of brilliance this year it's just been Nothing. Yeah. You know, as I said, we, we ignore the very start of the season because to do what he did in Bahrain with that injury and no prep and everything is obviously very good. But since then, there's just been nothing. And Alonso, every time, you feel, always feel Alonso's getting the absolute maximum out of that car. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Totally race. agree. Um, let's have a little talk about my boys, Ferrari. Um, I actually, let's start with maybe the, the, the one positive. Mm. I actually thought Sainz had a pretty good Science race. Sainz had a very good race. I think he had a very, very good race under a lot of pressure. He didn't have the fastest car. He raced well, got himself in good positions. I thought he did a very good job yesterday. Yeah. And to finish up, I think he finished up in fifth after Perez dropped. Yeah, yeah. Perez dropped to fourth and he finished in fifth. Uh, it's, it's decent. It's I actually decent. think and that's like... He didn't have the fastest car, definitely not. No, and I thought he did an excellent job yesterday. What is going on with Charles Leclerc? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's difficult when you actually have so much damage that they have to retire the car. I mean, you know, I, I, I when the TV showed that Liam Lawson was catching and passing him, wow, Liam must have thought all of his Christmases had come at once, <laughs> right? Um, but obviously when you've got that much damage that it's affecting you, then then you can't really look too much into that race because we don't know when it started and when it happened, And but it wasn't a good weekend. And we're starting to get the rumblings now that Charles Leclerc, or rumours that Charles Leclerc is starting to get frustrated at Ferrari. Now, all of his press things, mm. he's saying, no, I'm happy to be here. I want to win a championship with Ferrari, but he's not answering questions about contracts and yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, and f for me, I actually wouldn't blame him if he started to have the conversations and, yeah. and look to go elsewhere. It would break my heart, but I wouldn't blame him. No, you can't really. I mean, at the end of the day, he's, you know, he's not really a rookie anymore. He's quite an experienced Formula One driver mm. and his street credibility in, in the paddock is very, very high. You know, there's a lot of people who would seriously consider Leclerc. You know, what if Hamilton retires? You know, he, Mercedes for sure would have a conversation with him. You know, and then Aston Martin with the uh, the Stroll situation. You yeah. know, all of a sudden, you look at a lineup of Alonso and Stroll, and that's extremely exciting. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really blame him. But also, you know, I was I was watching qualifying uh, with some some other people involved in motorsport at the weekend, and he has a lot of shunts. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a lot of I shunts. Agree. You know, it's not, and he makes a lot of mistakes. It's not all down to Ferrari. I mean, he he does a lot of stuff is 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 on him basically. There's an element I think that he is driving the car. I think mm. he's driving that car like it's has the potential of a Red Bull yeah. and pushing it too far. And it's not as good under braking. It's not as quick in a straight line. The DRS doesn't work as well. The downforce isn't as strong. And therefore, by pushing that car too far is where the errors are starting yeah, to creep starting in. Yeah, starting to overdrive, basically. You know, he's, um, whereas if you look at what Science did yesterday, a very, very mature drive, very yeah. calm, collected, all the right decisions. And he definitely finished higher than that car deserved to finish. Yeah, that's an interesting 100%. point. Very, very interesting point. And look, because it was difficult. We saw, mm. God, uh, particularly the ones that jumped to mind are Joe's big crash and uh, Sergeant's big big crash yeah. that actually uh, that actually ended up DNFing. But yes, oh my God, at <laughs> I think it was at turn, <laughs> turn one, one. Where, like, Perez, Yuki, <laughs> Bottas, Hamilton, D Joe as well. I think that's where Sergeant went. Oh, maybe Sergeant was at seven actually. But but like everyone was just going off in the space in like three minutes there and I tell you I, I genuinely believe that Perez had a very very high sense of IQ when that was happening I, I agree because when honestly I've had it before when uh, you know back when I was in the stages where I had to pave my own damage you do, <laughs> you do when you're going towards a barrier it's pretty bad to say but you do think or at least I did you know, I thought, okay, well, if I know I'm going to have a crash, I try and put the car in the cheapest way possible, yeah, if that makes crazy. sense. So you don't, you know, do the engine or the gearbox yeah. or something like that. And you could see Perez heading towards that wall. And you could see all of a sudden, he just had a quick flick yeah. to get the car rotated. And the fact that he was back on it so quickly, I'm sure that he was thinking about that. So to be to honest, be. that was I some agree. amazing thinking by Perez because he probably lost two seconds, three seconds. Yeah. You know, it, that was incredible. Yeah, uh, ultimately wasn't his race. In no, the end. and he nearly, I tell you, he nearly had a monumental accident with the uh, in the pit lane. You oh. know, uh, I mean, okay, I know it was just a glancing blow, mm. but had he hit that with some more force and then gone into the pit lane, that narrow pit lane yeah. with all those people, that could have been awful. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Mercedes, very difficult uh, weekend, kind of all round, but particularly for George Russell. Yeah, I mean they were, I mean they were fast. Uh, obviously, Russell qualifying third, but just not good enough that no. decision. I mean, don't get me wrong, we make mistakes, but that was 
poor. I don't. I still don't get it. I don't know if I'll ever yeah. get it. And you saw Toto Wolf came out today and gave a scathing review. And to be honest, justifiably so, it yeah. just wasn't good enough. He but, should. But, you know, and then George, he eventually came through the field and his pace looked pretty decent, but he was just out of position. Hey. Correct, and and then and then ended up you know fighting yeah. with I think it was Norris at the end getting it, the puncher and, and having a DNF. Wasn't he like forty seconds down after lap three? I mean, what can you do in that situation forget when it. you're starting on third, right? Yeah, forget it. And you know he's been under a little bit of um, pressure. Yeah. I think George recently with his recent performances, and that's not going to help. I tell you that save though was save of the year. The one where he dropped oh the rear God, left the wheel. Snap. Oh my word! <laughs> I, my, I tell you, like I've 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 had a couple of shunts from doing that before. And I tell you, you have no reaction to it. It just snaps like that. Oh. So for him to save that was unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. got that's going to go down as a save of the year in the end of wow. season awards. Hundred percent. That was amazing. Nice. Better than oh, whose was it at Monaco? Had a crazy snap. Was it Joe? I think had a crazy, crazy snap coming into out out the tunnel. Oh, into the chicane. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And he, and he, I think it was Joe. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. That that Russell one, to be fair, was was decent. But yeah. let's talk about. Somebody that I think very soon we will be seeing in an F1 seat permanently, mm. Liam Lawson. I think he did phenomenally well. Yeah, he he did excellently. I'm I'm starting to become a big fan of Liam Lawson. Um, you know, I've been going to the Super Formula races this year, and so I've been watching. Which his, is over in Japan. It's over it? in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah. a series that he's competing in at the minute, and it's a very very difficult championship, and he's adapted to it incredibly well. And there was an incident at the last race in Motegi where he was fighting. Um, he was fighting for for the lead on the first lap, and he ran wide, bottomed out on the curb, and you know, it, it effectively ruined his race. And it was a move which he didn't really need to do with the position and the lead that he had in the championship. And a lot of drivers of that age would come out and, you know, it was, it was, it was a hard racing incident, but it was the fact that he didn't need to do it. And he's come out and he, he went and spoke to the driver that I help um, after the race. Mm. And he, he, you know, he basically went, man, I, I screwed up. And for him to immediately realize and, and reflect that it was actually an error of judgment by him and to come out and publicly say that as well you know again acknowledging that it was hard racing and he still thinks he got squeezed but that he didn't need to be in that situation for him to do that I think was very very impressive and then obviously getting the call up on one of the let's be honest for a rookie Zandvoort's tough oh, it's an man. intimidating circuit and then you miss practice and then yeah. and then all of a sudden it's your first time in the rain in a Formula 1 car yeah uh, and and you're on the wrong tyre at it, the beginning it, of the race exactly and then, and then you have the deluge in the middle of it and you know, he was uh, he was batting with Charles Leclerc. Granted, granted, it was a damaged Ferrari, but I thought that was fairly awesome. And, you know, at the end, he was right on the tail of Sonoda. Yeah. Right on the tail of Sonoda. I think okay. he finished above him in the end. I, 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 didn't, I didn't check that part of the final result, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he finished... I'm sure he did. I think he, fin he, he, he I mean, finished a, 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 right at yeah. the end. As you say, they were they were close, and, and Lawson ended up finishing 13th. But I mean, I it's thought, amazing. Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought obviously Sonoda had a, had a massive pace advantage in the dry, which is kind of expected to yeah. be honest. And you could actually see when he went on board with Liam when he was behind Leclerc, his neck was moving around a bit, <laughs> which meant obviously he was getting tired, uh, which is fair enough because yeah. he probably hasn't done a race distance and in a Formula a One car. A very like long and race. Hours in the end. And Zandvoort yeah. is very very physical on the neck, very physical because it's constant high speed corners. Yeah. But I thought, you know, having, I thought he did an excellent job. And to be honest, I'm really excited to see him in the future. Yeah, I think he's certainly uh, put his foot in the door in terms of 100%. looking for a seat for next year. Because realistically, mm. in a pretty poor uh, Alpha Tourai, what mm. he, it was unlikely he was ever going to go and score points in this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but to keep it on the track, when yep. we saw the experience of Bottas, Hamilton, yep. Perez, 
flying off under the circumstances in a worse car in even when he had the intermediates and actually yeah. for the first time this season the wet was actually the would have been the better tire to have on even though it's slow it was a safer tire to have mm. on he kept it on the track he did the basics right and just remember and did, he didn't he didn't have fp1 or two yeah, this is it. You know? This is it. Exactly. <laughs> and then the first time he drove the car in the dry was uh, was qualifying, you know, which was kind of half wet, half dry anyway. But yeah. dry, dry was uh, was the race. Yeah. I thought he did an excellent job. And to be honest, I'm really excited to see how he does at Monza because Monza is a much more normal circuit and one which he has a lot of experience at. So and it will be a much more normal weekend. He'll get the proper prep. He'll get the proper, you know, the FP1s, FP2s, all of that. The car will be dialed to him now. Mm -hmm. They seem his driving style more. So I'm really excited to see how he does there. And what an opportunity, man! What yeah, an opportunity to come in and get not just like Nick DeVries had, which by the way that was an incredible drive. Was, yeah. was that Monza last? It was Monza last year. Yeah. Last year, last funnily year, enough, yeah. when Nick DeVries came in uh, and scored a point in a Williams. Mm. But what an opportunity this is to yeah. have not just one but a few races I mean, back to back. Absolutely. To, to stamp, stamp your, you know, you show what you can do. And if F1. you're if you're a rookie, if you're going to choose any of the circuits that you want to have an early experience of a Formula One car in, Monza is definitely it. It's uh, it's a very it's a relatively easy circuit to learn. Um, you know, it's got its twist, but we drive there a lot. There's always races there. You know, okay. so most most European drivers or drivers who had careers in Europe have driven Monza hundreds of times. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Mm. Uh, the reason that he obviously wasn't there was because Daniel Ricciardo mm. has broken his wrist. He's had a metal plate mm. uh, put in. He wants to be back as soon as possible, but realistically, this is not a quick fix. No, it's not a quick fix. You know, when when you have a plates put in, and it's just one of those things. He, 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 that's why you see drivers letting go of the steering wheel because effectively, what happens when they crash? When they crash, yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Because what happens is when the if you hit the barrier at an angle, then the, the if you've got your hat, your thumbs are locked into the steering wheel and the, the way you grip it, and basically what happens is that wheel would obviously turn in the direction of the force at the speed you're going. So effectively, if he hit the wall let's just take a random number 100 miles an hour then that wheel will literally turn in the direction of what you've hit the wall at 100 miles an hour oh. and your thumbs are locked in it and that's what ah. so that's why you very often you saw it with uh with joe when he was going towards the barrier he let go of the steering wheel interesting and, and that's the training you're yeah you're literally that. trained to do that it's yeah. completely counterintuitive but yeah. you know you, you literally to be honest when i've had uh i had a brake failure at turn one at portamao at 190 odd miles an hour a few years ago mm -hmm. and uh, i just closed my eyes and went like this and just waited <laughs> you just wait for the bang you know <laughs> so we have a little uh which is kind of going to be slightly difficult now but we have a little um friendly gentleman's bet on <laughs> about uh, Daniel Ricciardo and Yuki Tsunoda who do we think since he came in yeah. is, is going to do better but now that's kind of have to be put to suspended, the side suspended yeah suspended I think is the right word put on hold on the back burner yeah. uh, but let me put it to you now mm. Liam Lawson from this moment on that as long as he's in or Yuki Tsunoda who's going to finish better oh Tsunoda you think Tsunoda Tsunoda, will Tsunoda do yeah, yeah I think it's um you know, Liam. Liam's main priority this year was, and and still is, the Super Formula Championship. Um, you know, I, I think that there will be no pressure on him because it's he's not expected to. Uh, to he wasn't expecting to be in this position. I yeah. think people understand that, so his prep one isn't as intensive as it could have been. Um, obviously, it's Formula One; you have to perform all the time, and he's got a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I think that there will be very much a, a, a learning thing with this, especially if he ends up going to places like Singapore. Singapore is unbelievably tough for a rookie. I think that's Singapore could be, and, and maybe this is my next question for you. Mm. For, I'll rephrase it. Where is the race, if Red Bull don't win every race this year, where is the race for you 
that they don't win. So for me, it would be Singapore simply because it, you don't know what you're going to get. There. I mean, the other thing with Singapore, which is uh, which is very very strange, and I'm amazed at this. I actually lived in Singapore for two years, mm. and uh, and I, you know, when I was in Formula BMW, I did the support race to Formula One in Singapore. Oh, cool. Um, and when it rains in Singapore, which is a lot, you've never seen rain like it. It's monsoon absolute, style, yeah. yeah, absolute monsoon for like 30 minutes and then it's dry oh, 30 minutes later. It's it's unbelievable. And we have the Malaysian Grand Prix and we've seen lots of rain like that at the Malaysian Grand Prix, but we haven't actually seen it at Singapore and the time of the Singapore Grand Prix, eight o'clock at night, that's not, normally the rain comes between three and 7 p.m. Okay. So I'm amazed that we've only, we only had one wet Singapore before and it wasn't that wet. Yeah. So, I always feel like we're kind of overdue for a wet race around Singapore. And so I think then, yes, that could be an interesting one where Red Bull could come unstuck. Yeah, interesting. Um, but is your prediction that Max will win every race to the end of the season now? Unless something goes wrong, yeah. it's How can you not say that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you, I expect, I, I'm pretty sure that Perez will be putting extra effort into Mexico for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and you know he's probably having more of a focus on that, if anything. But yeah, how can he not? I mean, you saw it yesterday. The guy, the guy just blew everyone out of the water, but in a classy way. Yeah. You know, it was very, very mature, very controlled, and that's a side we're starting to see with Max now. So I, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I can't. Uh, and I, you know, we've got apart from really um, Singapore, you know probably Suzuka we've got very normal tracks coming up you know you've got Abu Dhabi Qatar Vegas might be quite interesting Vegas could be an interesting one we've, we've actually had this conversation before but for people that haven't heard it and this was really interesting for mm. me when you said this because I asked you Vegas that's going to be quite an unknown quantity mm. right because they've never driven there and you basically said <laughs> no they've been in the simulator yeah. since the second that the track was confirmed yeah tell me about that so basically yeah so with all the simulators that the formula one teams have they have companies which go and do laser scanning of the circuit so they literally go around the circuit with a with a laser scanner so it measures the what they call the mu value which is the aggressiveness of the surface it measures cambers it measures angles radius everything so the the track is identical in the simulator to how it is in real life wow. down to every last bar every last bit etc etc so they will have people there now who are getting the laser scan models and as vegas keeps built as, as they keep building it they'll just send someone back over there and get another model um so no i, I think vegas could be an interesting one i tell you who i'm quite excited to see at vegas actually is charles leclerc Okay. Because obviously he was very quick in Baku this year. Yes. Very. And the model of Vegas looks very similar to Baku, obviously with the long straight and the heavy braking zones. Crazy long this, straight. Yeah, it's ridiculous. about seven and a half miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so no, Vegas Vegas could be an unknown. Yeah, I like the, I like the Charles Leclerc idea. I mean, double mm. podium in Baku yeah. this year. I, didn't, I wasn't able to convert uh, either of them. But yeah, that could be, mm. again, maybe another place there to mix up something yeah. for Red Bull. But let's look ahead now to next week mm. Monza what are your sort of well actually no let's take a step back you've driven there yes a lot yeah tell me about this track Monza? what's hard what's easy what, what do we expect the first thing with Monza is it's really cool because like without joking it is literally in a park it is like going to Greenwich Park or going to Hyde Park <laughs> and having a racetrack in there oh my god like you literally enter park gates to get into the circuit wow and there's just one road where they then just have a load of security people. Yeah. And, and that's literally, it's in the park. It's, it's unbelievable when you get there. And, you know, this it, one part of the circuit, 
they obviously the park's got a, it's a very big park and it's walled around the outside and one part of the circuit is literally just next to the road you know they've got this concrete wow. wall which is on the left of the second chicane and it's literally just next to the road yeah. and that's and the other crazy thing and this is what i love about the italians is we test at monza all the time because there's no noise restrictions and so you literally have a park in the middle of suburban Milan and there's roads and restaurants out there and we go there with the noisiest cars that we can get, you know, crazy, crazy noisy, louder than a jumbo jet taking off. Oh my God. And the Italians just go, yeah, awesome. We love it. Bring it on. <laughs> exactly. So no, Monza's really, really cool. It's also when you, when you walk it, it's very, you can feel the old school side of it as well. Okay. T- what, what do you mean by that? You know, there's, it's very, um, you know, it feels intimidating. It feels close. The walls are very close. Mm-hmm. The surface is incredibly old now. Um, it's got. So they a, haven't read. They haven't. They haven't redone it. The only part they've resurfaced is the second chicane because the bumps okay. on the brake in there were getting really bad. Interesting. But the rest of it, you know, there's cracks in the surface and there's re- loads of bumps, especially into wow. Ascari. The bumps are crazy now. And in the prototypes, uh, we we run very very stiff front ends. So there's a big bump on the entry to turn one. We actually have to break off the racing line, braking for turn one. So wow. it's a very very old circuit. Um, and it's unbelievably fast. You know, the uh, the fastest lap in F1 history is always done at Monza. Yeah. Um, and it, it's I, I always like Monza because from a racing side, it's very, very easy to race. Now, the other thing which I like about Monza is because it's very low downforce, it means the DRS has less of an effect. Okay. But because the straights are so long and the braking zones are so hard, it's actually very, very easy to overtake there. But you have, a, you have a bit of a balance depending on how fast you are. If we remember Lewis Hamilton a couple of years ago, Mercedes thought they were very quick, so they went for a high downforce setup mm-hmm. and they qualified at the front and then I can't remember what happened. But Lewis had ended up back in the pack and this was when, uh, it was when Gasly won the race. Oh my and God, yeah. um, I think it was Gasly. I can't remember. But either way, Lewis couldn't overtake anybody because they had too much downforce because they expected to be at the front. Interesting. So this might be an interesting one for, for, for Stafford and Red Bull. Okay, he's probably going to qualify on pole. But if something does happen, he ends up back in the pack. If they've gone for that high downforce option, it's going to be very, very difficult for him to come through. And sometimes cars or teams, I should say, set up their car for a particular race yes. and Monza is one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you, you have a dedicated aero package. You always run the absolute minimum downforce possible for Monza. Um, you know, it, it's because you've just got massively long straights and there's only really, I mean, there's not really any high speed corners per se yeah. there's probably three medium speed corners and that's yeah. it the rest of it's just straights yeah it's just foot to yeah. the floor as quick <laughs> exactly. as you can go uh, and let's talk some just initial first loose predictions who we think is going to be successful there I'll save you some time Max Verstappen <laughs> I'd imagine will be quite quick yeah Max Verstappen <laughs> will be quite quick um, as I said very excited to see Liam Lawson there because yeah. it's, a, it's a place that he'll know very very well and it's a much more normal circuit mm-hmm. and it's probably it, it, one of if not the easiest circuit on the calendar mm-hmm. um in terms of learning you know references and stuff like that so i'm really excited to see that um again alex alban he just keeps on blowing us away doesn't he you know yeah. really excited to see that um i think mclaren will struggle i think based, based okay. on what we saw at spa i don't think their low downforce package is the mm-hmm. best um anything about sort of that I'm wearing audio audio listeners i'm pointing at my ferrari hat <laughs> i mean yeah, they put it obviously Monza is, is the most important race of the year for them Big time. they don't um, have a particular package for this race they, they'll have been yeah. thinking about this from the beginning of the season and they right? put a lot of effort into Monza Ferrari always go, seem to go a little bit better at Monza than they do everywhere else mm-hmm. um, I don't think they'll be too bad again goes back to that Baku form because there's a lot of similarities between Baku and Monza um, but you know you can't you can't see them 
doing anything special can you probably p5 would, and six maximum yeah, I, agree. I would love to be like come on right let's have it the work together have an amazing quality you know qualify one of the cars in the front row and aim to just grab a podium but i just my expectations realistically mm. for, for ferrari now are so low yeah but i agree i think i think a good race for us would be fifth and sixth yeah. at a home gp i mean come on yeah it's um slightly depressing yeah <laughs> uh and who's going to be your sort of uh who do you think's going to sort of shock everybody and have a, a particularly good race um oof. is it for example like because the car is so good i would say perez will probably come second which, yeah which shouldn't be a shock but <laughs> with his current form it probably is you know i'm gonna go rogue here i'm gonna say stroll stroll i'm gonna say stroll yeah whoa I'm gonna after say... all you've said it for the last half an hour yeah but yeah <laughs> Well, I, I've got to say that because, again, it's one of the easier circuits and yeah, it's very, okay. very easy to get used to. And, uh, you know, it's when it's very easy to see your teammates' data and to be able to apply it at Monza. Yeah. There's lots of references. There's lots of, you know, markers for you to be able to say, oh, OK, I need to break 10 metres later. I'll do this. So I, I think Stroll will be will be quite good there. Very... And again, a circuit, you know, like everybody's done hundreds of laps there. It's actually got a very famous YouTube of Stroll in, uh, in Monza because he did an absolute barrel roll. Um, on in between the first chicane and the oh uh, Curva Grande in Formula 3. I mean, that race was just carnage. Formula 3 round ones is always carnage. They actually <laughs> had to abandon the last race because everyone just kept crashing. That's mental. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, look, very interesting. Mm. Uh, I, man, I'm so excited for Monza. It's always, always such like an Monza. event. I'm going to yeah. eat a lot of pizza <laughs> uh, and drink a lot of Aperol to celebrate bringing it in. Uh, but Richard, thank you as always Pleasure, uh, for your time and your insight. Uh, I think we're starting. It, it, it was so nice yesterday, yesterday's Dutch Grand Prix, to feel like we had a race. Yes, absolutely. I know Max won, but the racing was just interesting the whole time, yeah. and I loved it. I'm going to ask you one last thing. Mm. One last thing. And maybe this is a conversation for another day, but very briefly. When we get a red flag, mm. our, it's my least favorite rule in F1. And. This isn't because of yesterday, because the weather was effective yesterday. It was a safety issue. But I hate when we get a red flag in Formula One that you are allowed to change your tire. It feels like a crazy advantage yeah, for no reason. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Obviously, when it's down to safety and weather related, I think then, uh, you know, because you get a deluge like yesterday, then I think that's perfectly fine. Yes, agree. Uh, safety, cool. Yeah, but when it's like, a, a, you know, we remember we had it in Monaco a couple of years ago. I can't remember which driver it was, but, you know, they had a better strategy. Then all of a sudden you can change your tires. I really disagree with this. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it at all. You shouldn't be allowed to touch the car. Red Absolutely. flag, it's like, it's like, oh, the race has yeah. stopped, so... Why are you touching the car? Again, whoa, whoa, whoa. the only no, the only like the only things you should be able to do on that car is again if it's if it's only because it's raining if it's safety related yeah. stuff. So for example, wet tires and ride heights. That's it. So I think it has to be yeah, I agree. It, it's like they did yesterday actually. Yeah. To be fair, say right, everybody goes on inters. Yeah, absolutely everybody. It has to be. I, I just hate that the idea that I someone's had an completely. amazing strategy, pitted, puts the softs at the perfect time. Here we go, we're about to go red flag, and now everyone's on the softs, and you think, well, we've lost four positions. Yeah, it just, you know, it, whatever. It just feels. I yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Well, let's hope we don't get that yeah. at Monza. Uh, but look, as I said, thank you so much for your time. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, also, there's a good chance of rain at Monza as well. It, okay. You know, the, historically, the Italian Grand Prix has been a wet one. Bring it on, man. <laughs> let's go. Uh, we are on track, GP. Thank you for your time. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we will see you very soon for some more Formula One and motorsport content. We'll see you soon. <laughs>